morning and welcome to your daily game face. I'm Dr. Kim Lannon and I'm here with the fantastic illustrious <laughs> Lou Blasi. I've got to come up with better words. Yeah, can you um, just put a little work um, into this, please? Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic producer. Yeah, thank you. Um, hey, this week as a producer, you know all those thoughts that we had last week that we were going through as I was doing the show and I said, oh, that would be a good show topic. We have to make lists of those things because I never remember them. And so could you do that today? <laughs> okay, I will. Get right on that. This but, is why you're illustrious yes. and amazing. Yep. You know, because then I can't go back and rewatch because, you know, I don't have time. Yep. So good morning. Good morning. How are you? What did we talk about last week? I don't know. There's been like a dozen shows since then. So. Oh, yeah, but mine should stand out to you. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Trust me, it does. Did you have a good week? I had an okay week. Oh, are we in a... A low mood today? No, I'm not low. Are we in a middle mood today? No. <laughs> contemplating for people that can't see. Yeah, he's no, got contempl a contemplating face yeah. going on. He's like thinking about that very, Well, very this is hard. processing, right? Putting in the words how you feel. <sighs> right? Trying to reduce it. Yes. Right? Yes, absolutely. You sighed heavily like a... I did. It was more of like the sigh of like letting go of the run up the stairs with my oh, shoes see, undone yeah. and yeah. running to the ladies' room and... Settling in. No, I'm what? I'm something, but I'm not low. You're something. Yeah. Oh. Well, we'll have to explore that after the show. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it will fix itself as we talk. Yeah, maybe, maybe this will help. Yeah. Um, so, so here we are talking about we're coming into the holidays again. Yes. Not that it ever stops because did you know, and there's a quote in When Harry Met Sally, the movie, with Meg Ryan and... Mm -hmm. Billy uh, Crystal. Billy Crystal. Um, Thank you. That you know between that would have bugged New me. Year, Christmas. I mean, between Thanksgiving and New Year's is probably one of the highest times where people have suicidal ideation. Sure. Yeah. Well, and for obvious reasons, Except right? Except for between Thanksgiving and New Year, twenty twenty. Right. Well, so well, the reason <laughs> yeah. why I bring that up is because one, it's it's a huge topic anyway mm -hmm. for every year this is like a high time and everyone's trying to get a, an appointment with me and my i'm packed and you know people can't understand why they can't get in well i'm sorry but you yeah. know this is why this is one of the reasons why because everyone wants like the mental health check and the maintenance and the uh, the tips and tricks and how to do that and it's not even um you know most people aren't getting together in big groups as we know and most people aren't going to do big things but it's still a really stressful time whether it's financial um, whether it's, you know, feeling stuck for vocational reasons yep. or spiritual reasons or sexual reasons in some cases or addiction or, you know, there's so many pieces to it, mm -hmm. but this year it's really heightened. And so in terms of health and wellness, which this show is about, is being healthy and well is, you know, it, it's like a broken record, I think, for some people, but it's really about some really basic things to go into these next few weeks into the new year, um, and not thinking of it as like you you have to have like all these things done before the 1st of January of 2021 or that you have to have some kind of big plan. It's really just doing what you've been doing, but taking it um, maybe a little bit more seriously or with a little bit more purpose or a little bit more something yep. that you need to do. And only you can do that for your individual needs. Like I can give a blanket plan and a general plan, but really taking it in, in stride that, you know, if you're feeling lonely, there's ways to, you know, there are ways to socially connect. Um, certainly if you've been socially bubbling, people do that. Um, I don't recommend going out and finding a new group of people at socially this point. Socially bubbling? What's socially bubbling? Social bubbling? Mm -hmm. Oh, so you have your social bubble, the people that you've been social with. Right. Um, for the past oh, year. Okay. All right. <laughs> so you're not going to go out and create new okay. social bubbles. Right. Yep. So you're going to... Um, stay with what you know uh, so that you can still be there. But a lot of people, and I think I've mentioned this to you before, a lot of people haven't even left their houses really. They're still doing, you know, there's a couple of beliefs out there, you know, that if you go out, everyone's dying anyway, so yep. you shouldn't go out at all, which is not true. Um, but, you know, going out and, and doing things, uh, you know, people are still, you know, spraying down groceries and doing all those things. That's fine if you want to do that. But realizing that if you're not being realistic, rational, and reasonable, three R's that I always talk about, with really what the reality is, is that you're going to shortchange yourself because you're limiting yourself, potentially isolating yourself. And people with mental health issues, um, particularly anxiety, depression, seasonal affective disorder this time of year, being mm -hmm. in New England or, you know, any of the states that have, um, you know, Northwest Territory region, you know, Canada, yep. uh, you know, if you're over, I know that I have some people that, li that listen from overseas, like Sweden, Finland, um, people that are are in those areas, it's a little bit of struggle above and beyond. So you've got 
the winter, you've yep. got darkness, you've got mental health issues. That doesn't mean anyone's crazy. It just people have mental health issues on a day to day basis. That doesn't mean it's on a continuum of pathology. It just people have anxiety. Most people have anxiety. Um, so this is just the the perpetuation of of that if you don't know how to manage it well. I think you've and got issues if you that up. What? I think you've got issues if you don't have anxiety at this point. It's a, <laughs> it's a matter of managing it, right? Well, yeah, so I mean, so and that's the There thing is, is legitimate there are legitimately things to be anxious about. Well, yeah, and if yeah. and if you're not and if you're not a person who has anxiety over some things at least a little bit, you know, it's it's it takes a little pause to think about why is that? Because most people have, you know, not most all people have anticipatory anxiety to right. some degree. So if you don't have that and you're kind of just so flat and apathetic, that would be more on a on a mental health continuum yeah. that would be more pathological because, you know, it implies a lot of things like lacking empathy for yourself and others, um, ability to connect, maybe, you know, talk about being on a spectrum right. continuum, right? Yeah. So maybe having that piece to it. Of course, it's individual, but most people have anxiety in that way. And mm -hmm. then you have other anxieties, people who are meta-worriers, worry about worry yeah. about worry. Um, and so, you know, we could talk about all the different mental health issues that come up, but, you know, broad broad spectrum of how to treat those things, especially during this time, which is heightened and crazier and yep. intense and is is always going back to the basics. And people, you know, people like quick fixes. Mm -hmm. And we know there's no quick fix. But I would love for people maybe between now and January, instead of waiting for January 1st, which is what people do, I'm going to make a new the resolution, resolution. Yeah. I'm going to start this new, is really don't wait till then. There's no better day, no matter second, no matter moment than now. So doing it now, just do some exercise. And I, I've been on this thing this past week with most of my clients about let's review your exercise level. You know, and people often will say, well, you run marathons, you do... It, and again, doesn't matter if you're running a marathon. This is about right. doing five push-ups today, because what exercise does, and it's and it truly is the best medicine that you don't have to get a prescription for ever, mm -hmm. and it's way better than prescription medication on many fronts. Is that it helps your cholesterol, it lowers your sugar levels, you know, it lowers your cholesterol, lowers your sugar levels. Um, impacts your limbic system, which is your emotional brain. It is corrective for all kinds of things in your body in terms of rewiring your neuroplasticity and being able to really function at a higher level cognitively so your thinking is better. You're able to be organized. It helps control for your attentional issues. I mean, there's so many things that just little bits of exercise can do yep. to help package this next month and obviously for all the time, but really for people that are asking the big question, which is, what do I do in the next month? It's so stressful. It's so stressful to get through the new year. Um, oh, and just add in all the other pieces that are going on in the world right now anyway, yeah, right? Exactly, so, right. Um, and I cannot emphasize and beat this horse harder that exercise, exercise, yeah. exercise. And people roll their eyes. I, I know. get a lot of eye rolls. Oh, but, you know, it's so much easier to take a pill. It's so much easier. But it's really... That's not doing anything. You're prolonging right. your life when you exercise. You're doing, and you may not, because people will give me the argument, and I'm doing the dialogue that I got last week is like, well, you know, look at the people that run all the time, like, and drop dead of a heart attack. Well, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, there's always these fluky things out there. Absolutely. But there are benefits to exercise that you just outlined, but that's not what we're talking about here. From a, from a um, emotional viewpoint, from a mental health standpoint, it's pretty damn close to the silver bullet. Yes. I mean, it works incredibly well. Exactly. And we're not talking going out and running five miles. We're going right. out, go out and walk for 15 minutes. Exactly. And you know? people don't realize it's just basic as walking 15 minutes every day. Or e even if you just do it this week, if you never walk once this week, just to increase your ability. It is the, literally the silver bullet. It's the mm -hmm. magic pill because once you start and you get it under your belt for a couple of weeks, there's no better medicine yeah. Because of what it does neurologically to all the brain parts that run your body. Because there's that connection yep. of dopamine, serotonin, GABA, yep. norepinephrine, acetylcholine, um, and all your endorphins, your adrenaline. All the pieces that go for your hormone balance, your endocrine right. balance, right? And all the pieces that move your cardiovascular system, all the pieces that move your thinking system. 
And people just don't realize the connection. I think yeah. people do. Most people do, but they don't really understand how it really works. So I always try to paint that picture so they get a better understanding. So it's a better sense of control. But it doesn't take that. long to pick up the benefits of that. Uh, all you have to do is a couple times. And, yeah. you know, you understand. You feel better. Right. And by the way, you own a dog? You know, what happens to your dog if you don't walk your dog? Well, I, well so I have clients uh, that have dogs. And... They don't walk them. They actually just let them out yeah. and don't go out with them. And yeah. I'm always like, why? Why is like that? And I encourage like you need to take the dog out for a walk. Yeah. And the people and and by and large, the people I'm talking about that do that are heavier. Yeah. They tend to sit. They don't have um, the healthy lifestyle. Uh, they're you know I'll do it tomorrow kind of attitude. You know I'll, I'll, I'm waiting for the I'm going to take this medication see if that helps me feel more motivated doesn't work like that no. yeah. but but people have you know i can't force somebody to do it i have to just say well that's one way of doing it but it's really gonna not get you very far right so but the the thing with dogs you know i mean tons of people during this time have actually gone out and the dogs are like okay we're done with the walking <laughs> you know there's been <laughs> yeah. definitely that piece because i have you know poor dogs going okay i'm gonna advocate for you to just stay home and have a nap right. while you're oh fine go for a walk on your own then right even so, better but then there's there's the people that are still you know the yeah. sedentary lifestyle that they have translates over to their pet and they stay sedentary. And there's no, and you know, I always encourage people if you have a dog, that's going to help you be motivated to do that. But there's multiple cases over my career and currently in my practice that people have dogs and yeah. don't do that. But people have, uh, have certain assumptions about it when you start to say exercise they you're talking about weightlifting you're talking about big workouts and things like that and that's not what it is at all. right and i'm really specific when yeah. i talk to clients about exercise especially when i've evaluated where they're at and they know if i'm our, you know they, they see you know in my office i have sports stuff everywhere and athletes and stuff so they know i say this isn't about being an olympian this is about just being healthy for you this yeah. is about you going outside and walking to the mailbox i have clients that had to start by just walking to the mailbox yeah. now they're walking a mile um, and then I have others that are walking five miles and doing other things now, but, you know, enjoying CrossFit and stuff, but just walking to the mailbox and out, like they yeah. haven't been out of the house in three weeks because they get DoorDash, they get, yeah. they get all the, the Instacart, they, they, oh, they have gone out to go get a coffee and come back, but there's not walking. They've gone from right. the house to the car, to the drive through to back. That's, that's not exercise. By the way, a grocery store trip trip right now is good walking exercise it is it is and yeah. people and people are now afraid you know more because of what yeah. we're having but people are saying oh if i go in i'm gonna get sick okay then go go at off times i mean be smart for yourself i mean there's there's ways to do this but i mean with these one-way aisles you get to, you get to walk the whole store anyway right it's, it's, exactly it's not a bad 20 minutes right there exactly yeah. and sometimes you have to double back around like i do <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> ah, it's very confusing sometimes. You yeah. go down one, oh, I need to go back around yeah. and do it all over again. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's, um, you know, I think that when I'm speaking about people that have the more sedentary lifestyle, that's really the target of the healthy wellness piece today talking about is that um, you're more prone to have sadness, loneliness, isolation in a sedentary lifestyle, even if you live in a house with a family. Right. Um, you're, plus the holidays and being separated, not having lots of connection and feeling overwhelmed by that, you know, and, and whatever other factors are going on. It's such a yeah. hard thing to motivate. And it's in a, and I constantly get like, yeah, I'll do that tomorrow. Or I'm going to do it on the first of the year. I'm going to start on the first of the year. That's, an, that's another if it's important enough, wasted If time. it's an important enough change in your life, why are you waiting? Why are you waiting two weeks, right? What's right. the point of that? Right. Yeah. And, and, and so my question to people is, what can it hurt to do it today? Yeah. And I always get the quiet chirp chirp. Because <laughs> what do you say? You know? Yep. Um, and I understand the mindset. There is a psychology behind it. People get in, you know, it's the procrastinating. It's the perfectionism. It's the pieces of, that people get into that say, oh, I really want to do it. But I have to start it on a Monday. Or, you know, there's an OCD piece to it. Or yep. it has to start on, like, a, an even day. Or it has to be on a weekend. There's all, like, little things that people do in their mind to feel yeah. manageable, right? Um, Management here is like this. When right. when the first day of a month falls on a Monday, yeah. we're all looking around because there are going to be big changes. Exactly. It's just... It's just exactly. Just the, it's just the, the nature of it. It's just pe <coughs> people like it orderly, right? They, right. They want a start point. 
Right. So, well, and so because, as you know, and we all know that um, Christmas and uh, New Year's this year fall on a Friday, mm-hmm. I've been really pushing that Friday is a great day to start something because, <laughs> you know, I'm giving the reason to take away the other reasons why not to start on Friday because fr- people are always like, Friday's a weekend. I have to, you know, I have to drink this weekend. I have to eat extra. I'll start on Monday. I'm like, well, let's start on Friday because Friday's excellent. It's the day after the new year. You're starting fresh. It's the first, you know, if they're really wanting to wait. I said, why wait till Monday? Because now you've you've spent the first three days of the new year doing the thing that you didn't want to do. Right. Um, it's hard to get the buy-in factor because people are very much set. And that's a control, a mental control thing for having the self-control of, of, you know, the environment. You know, lots of things are rooted in this addiction, eating disorder, behavior, uh, you know, anxiety, uh, mania sometimes for people who have bipolar. They go into yep. these manic episodes, you know, things like that. But so, you just talked an example about drinking a food on a Friday or, or a weekend or something like right. that. That's that's a problematic attitude at the beginning because if you go in thinking that you're going to lose your favorite thing, you're not going to go into it. You're going to talk right. yourself out of it, especially if you give yourself time. And and when I told people when I lost weight and I lost about 45 pounds, what I told them was, and it was the truth, I just didn't eat stupid 100% of the time. Right. It wasn't like I didn't have the things I wanted. Right. It's just there was some thought to it. There was you know maybe a little bit less on lunch so I could have the, I was doing the trade-off. Right. You know, I can have this or I can have that later tonight. Right. Yeah. Well, and <clears throat> so... So it's not like, and denial is right. ultimately self-defeating. People will not deny themselves. Right. Right. And and I think, and so there's a couple of points to that that are, that are really good psychologically for people to, to keep in mind is that when you tell yourself that you can't have something... Right. It's going to really be a detriment to you. So when I do the cognitive behavioral piece of, of weight loss and, and just kind of just lifestyle change. I don't call it weight loss and diet ever. Right. It's lifestyle change. You're yeah. just making small changes or you call it, you know, trade-offs. You know, you're making a trade-off. You're eating smarter. You're exercising smarter by even taking a couple steps. If you've never done them, that's smarter exercise, right? right? Just showing that these little steps or improvements are going to accumulate um, and it does take time and but I think that the lifestyle change mm-hmm. is what's really there because it's really about that it's not about what you can't have it's what a, what you want to have in the moment you have choices you know right. are you going to eat um, a Snickers bar because it's there from Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever or are you going to have an apple with peanut butter on it and then for dessert later maybe you cut a piece of the Snickers bar so you're not depriving yourself of it but it's right. de- it's it's yep. not about nothing it's or, and being deplete it's about being or deficit it's about just being smart i'm trying to think if there's a um a, a, a well-rounded word for that and not that it's smart it's it's um pr- proper planning or proper yeah. uh, or appropriate planning for yourself that you know you love sweets so um, you know, if you love full fat ice cream and that's your favorite thing, then don't take that away from yourself. Plan that into your lifestyle change right. so that everything else you're eating or most other things are within the lifestyle that's conducive to eating full fat ice cream. Yeah. So you're making a choice to get what you want right. as opposed to being denied what you want. Exactly. And, right. se- and then instead of restricting yourself, right? Or it's the same mindset for exercise. People go right into, I can't get on the treadmill and go for an hour. You don't have to go for an hour. All you have to do is five minutes. Or people say, I'm too fat. I'm too heavy. I can't go in the gym and have anyone see me. I need to lose 20 pounds first before I get there. And a year later, there's still 20 pounds. There's no 20 pounds lost because they're in the excuse mode of, well, I don't want anyone to see me. I'm self-conscious. Well, if you just go into the gym, and I've had clients, and I've walked in with them, go in and stand in the gym. And then if if you don't want to stay, then go. Now, you walk through the door. How hard is it to walk out? pretty hard because you're there it's like let's just do five minutes and that's all it takes but to get it's past it's like this huge guillotine door that's come down and said nope not opening it yeah we have a humans have a a threshold type of syndrome where you've got to get like getting in the door is huge yes or just just going and doing five minutes on the treadmill and then you sit there, almost the first time you sit there and go, it's stupid to do five minutes, I'll do another 10 minutes, right? And right. You just keep going. It's exactly. just a matter of getting there. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's, and it's 
so I have I have Christmas movies in my head right now running through, and all of a sudden Polar Express came in, and oh, you know okay, how yeah. Tom Hanks at the end, as the conductor says, you know, it's it's not about the ride, it's about that you got on the train. Yep. This is the same thing. Like I have that in my head going. It's not really about where you're going. It's about just getting on the train, right? So that you're you're on board, and that's just walking into the gym, or you don't have to go to a gym. Obviously, a lot of people aren't going right now. Just walk out the door and go to the mailbox. Yeah, and come back. Don't have your kids do it. You do it. Don't have them take the garbage out, even though it's their chore. Yep. If you're not doing it, and this, and you're feeling sad and down, and you've got agitation, and you're angry, and you're explosive, and you're losing your mind, and it's been ten months, and you know. Yep. Well, what do you what are you gonna do to change your lifestyle to make that better? Yep. And that's one of the biggest pieces that I'm seeing right now around this month of people talking to me about this in the past week is the panic and anxiety that's come up over the new year starting, look at what we're negative, negative, negative. Yeah. And the negative mindset is I well, mean we're getting we inundated can talk about negative all day, yeah. but there's lots of silver linings to this. There's as weird as this might sound we're never going to get an opportunity in our lifetime to have a year technically off to be able to exercise, get ourselves in shape and do the things that these things are, are possible for because, yep. you know, vaccines coming, people are going to go back to work. Things have changed a lot, but this was, this is still a grand opportunity to take advantage of time, time that you wouldn't have otherwise. In our area, this past week to 10 days has been tough. Or maybe it's me, maybe it's my mindset, or maybe it's a 2020 mindset. But obviously every year we deal with the shortening of the days, yes, which is brutal. And obviously every year we deal with the turn to winter. But it seemed like it happened abruptly this year. Yes. And I don't know if I'm just more aware of it or it's a 2020 thing or whatever it is. But all of a sudden, you know, it's dark at 4 o'clock and it's, you know, 30 degrees. Yeah. And so you're or less 20 yeah. like last night. <laughs> yeah, you're less willing to go out and and take that 5 or 10 minute walk and right. it, you know it gets tougher for you because in the summer or generally speaking when it gets dark we sit down. Right. Right? Right. We sit down and have dinner or we sit down and watch TV and you know if you're d- doing that at 4 o'clock these days you know, what are you really doing? You're going to work, you're coming home, you're sitting down for the rest of the night. And right. And so And how many times do you sit there on the couch and go it's only 8 o'clock? I know. Feels right? like it's midnight. Yeah. Well, and so in those cases, I mean, and it doesn't work for everyone, but one of the, the tips and tricks I use is I say, okay, because people say that, like, oh, it's 4 o'clock, I'm home at 5 or 5.30, and I just want to sit or whatever or have a drink. And mm-hmm. I say, well, why don't, if you're watching TV for the next five hours, take the commercial breaks. And then I get, well, I don't watch TV with commercials. <laughs> But so I'm, I see I get all the excuses, right? Pause button. So when you have right when you yeah. have commercial breaks or I force you to watch TV with commercial breaks, use the use that two minutes to plank or to do up and down the stairs or to do like a leg lift or two while you're sitting watching the TV. Do some stretching, do some yoga, yeah. do something during that little time so that over four or five hours, you've done a pretty significant amount of exercise and people just don't realize that. That adds up. Yeah. Because they think, they think, what are five push-ups going to do? Exactly. Well, you do five push-ups three times a night, four times a night, and, you know, you're going to get somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, and I know I've mentioned this before. I had a client that came in and said, has been listening, and they, and they listened and said, oh, are you, did you plank before? Do you, do you <laughs> want me to wait out in the waiting room because I know you plank? Because I, I came right out and I didn't do the plank in between. I'm like, no, I'm good this time. But but that's literally in between clients. I'll plank or I'll do, I'm going to expose this. I do a handstands against the wall and like yeah. hold for <laughs> to do upper body strength just because I don't get a chance to do all that workout time sometimes in the gym. So I do like my little CrossFit in my office behind the closed door just yeah. to get that extra in because it, it's, it gives you, especially in the middle of the day, and I'm usually pretty good about it with protein. If you eat enough protein, I don't have it. But occasionally, as we get close to the 4 o'clock hour, I have that little, oh, here it comes. Yep. So if I do handstand or plank or I do like 10 jumping jacks, all of a sudden it rewires the brain to go into, ooh, you're alert, you're awake. The serotonin and the endorphin yep. rush and the adrenaline rush and all that stuff happens. And it's like, oh, it's like a, it's a quick shower of flush yep. of the body. It's amazing. And I don't want to start lighting incense here, but we talked last week. One of the things we talked about was how big awareness was. Yes. And I'm going to go right now, what we're talking about here, consciousness is huge. Being yes. conscious of what's going on. Right. Be, because a lot of times we live 
we live in the future, we live in the past. We do it yes. constantly. And that's what worrying and anxiety is. It's exactly. living in the past and living in the future. Right. And too often we don't get where we are now enough to, you know, I, I don't know. It's just being aware of things. It's being aware of what you're putting in your body. I mean, one of the things about weight loss that was huge for me is just charting what I was eating. Right. How many, and how many calories I was burning. Just my input and output. Right. right? Simple. And the whole thing for me started with, a 50 calorie deficit a day. That's what I shot for. Right. And I said, well, I can do a thousand. You know, right. I mean, I'm sorry, a 500 calorie 500 deficit calories, a day. Yeah. Right. And then at, pretty soon I got, well, this is fun. I can do a thousand. Right. You know, I can just do 10 extra minutes on the treadmill, add 100 calories there, you know, and just just becoming aware of it and, mm -hmm. and, and being there in that moment as opposed to worrying about work tomorrow, whatever else is going on. You know, well, do your five push-ups before you get your, uh, right. you know, before you get your ice cream, or you get well, your. And, your, and I think, and I think that absolutely all of that and the awareness piece, Lou, is is key, because people people mindlessly eat. Yeah, consciousness. And they, awareness is is understanding in general. Right. Consciousness is actually how many people think about. People don't do the five push-ups in the commercial break because they don't think about it. It's no, they go to the refrigerator of, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right, the time it takes to yeah. do the five push-ups, you could still go to the refrigerator, but you're less inclined to go to the refrigerator if you did the five push-ups, because then your body and mind go, oh, I don't need that now. Yeah. But it's, you're so trained. It's just like if you did the five push-ups and replace that instead of going to the refrigerator every time or going grazing. Oh, just every other time. It would, it would, right? Yeah. It would, it would replace that behavior, and it would take over like you do go to the refrigerator. It's the habit that comes into that, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so, but consciousness, awareness, so pieces together, but being conscious of, you know, going back to the, the calorie count, you know, I think one of the best things that people are now seeing on menus is calories. Uh. You go, <laughs> you go in and it, it, it makes you go and pause for some people, people who are not conscious, don't care about it. They, right. They go on and do whatever. Yeah. Um, however, Super important if you're sitting down to a a lunch at an out you know or even in your home and it's got a thousand calories yeah, in it yeah and then you're having and you had a breakfast that's six or seven hundred say one muffin literally yeah. and then you have a lunch that's a thousand calories and I'm being conservative because yeah. I have people that come in with more than that and then a dinner that's two or three thousand calories and they're not exercising and they're not doing anything else and then they they literally look at me and say but i'm not snacking i'm not doing anything yeah. else to make me feel like to look like this so i don't understand what's going on you don't I'm have like, to well, you're <laughs> you know you're five foot nine you're you know five foot ten and you're a man and you're sitting all day and you're eating four to five thousand calories just in meals not including snacks that's a problem yeah Right. But the person that, you know, that is going to talk about that, they're not actively being aware and conscious of, you know, it's it's the mindset that and I hear this a lot from people that have this affliction, you know, the affliction and addiction to food and, and comfort foods and soothing. Right. Is that. Um, well, it's, it, you know, it's Saturday. It's only it's yeah. only once in a while. But the once in a while when you around the person is is really every day. It's only yeah. this morning. It's only one time. It's, it's funny. My mindset is the exact opposite. Right. I, I will look at something and I'll say, if I eat this, I won't be able to eat till Wednesday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's not thinking. Well, well the, so, yeah. so I, would, I would flip that and, and say, well, if I eat this, and, and, I, and I get what you're saying, yeah. like I won't be able to eat it Wednesday. I would use just you know, the, a more productive language of like, I'm going to make different choices till Wednesday because yeah. this is going to cost me a lot on my body and, and but then it's like do i want it because of that then yeah my daughter my daughter was waitressing for a while and i used to go hang at the restaurants and a couple of them were good she ended up at the 99s for a while and i told her i guess i cannot walk in that building because they put the calories in the menu and i guess there is nothing on this menu i can eat right there's nothing i can eat it all looks good but a thousand calorie meal for me seems just nuts well, and so I caution. But it's hard to avoid in public. It's hard to avoid right. in a restaurant scenario. Well, here and here's the thing about public restaurant eating, right? Mm -hmm. Is that you know, people tend to lose weight when they eat at home, not so much when they're out, out you know, takeout people and people that go out a lot. The reason why, because calorie count is huge. People go out and say, "I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to have a salad." Be careful yeah. of salads because salads, if it's just if it's not lettuce, tomato, right, cucumber, radish. Um, 
avocado and and that's adding calories and some protein yep. you're looking at you know the the cob salad cob salad's like 11 to 1200 yep. calories because you're adding heavy dressing you're adding lots of eggs which are great for you but then you're adding bacon yep. and cheese and all this stuff that's not a salad right <laughs> that's a that's a wonderful salad a thousand a calorie salad in a restaurant is not unusual Right, and that well, yeah. people are surprised because yeah. when you say salad, they think healthy. When you start adding cheeses and meats and bacon bits and sour cream and the taco bowl salad, you're now at 1,200 calories. Yep. As opposed to a salad salad that you could eat as many vegetables as you want with balsamic dressing or even if you wanted to use a ranch dressing, you know, whatever, you're only at like 300 calories and you can get filled up on all of that with like a piece of chicken. Right. Versus, let's go out for salad. We'll eat healthy, and you know it's loaded with everything. Right? Add the croutons. You, I mean, you, you just. But it's salad. It's the it's the vernacular of being, uh, using the the term something that sounds healthy, which it is. But then adding all the fixings to it to make it more appealing. And then when you see it at, at ninety nine or Applebee's or anything, you know the the Southwest chicken salad, the grilled chicken salad looks so great. Well, guess what? I think it has like 1,200 calories yeah. in it. And it's because it's stacked with pepper jack cheese and it's got all this other stuff on it that. And when you're aware and when you're conscious and when this is part of your thinking and part of your lifestyle, to, right. use, to use the term, you just really get turned off by 1,200 calories. I mean, it's just like I, I don't want to do that because I'm, right. I'm going to have to make up for that. And, and it's not a. Well, you're only going to have to make up for it if you're really conscious of wanting to do anything about it. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it, it sounds like I'm self-denying, but it's not. You just get to a point, look, I've worked really hard. Right. You know, I just don't want to – if I'm going to binge on 1,200 calories, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go eat six slices of pizza or something. You know? well, so, you, yeah, you pick if you're going to spend it, you spend – yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And so do you – you know, I'd rather – you know, do you want to do you want to eat your calories in chocolate cake or do you want to eat your calories in, like, real things that are going to actually give you fuel? I have clients that will say, I'd rather eat chocolate cake. Uh, yeah, and so, so we have sometimes lots of we're all like conversations that. Yeah. about, you know, because <laughs> there's a difference in, in how that fuels your body and your brain. And, and, and you and I have this conversation all the time. And a lot of my listeners have been talking to me about the neuroplasticity of the brain and understanding yeah. that and how, you know, a thousand calories of sugar, chocolate cake, which is wonderful. And I love chocolate cake versus a thousand calories of chicken and vegetables that is totally different brain powering and one is degenerative unfortunately the chocolate cake yeah and one is generative so you know if, if you're sitting with me in my office and you feel really down and depressed and you don't have any medical issue for it and it's just kind of like you know the blues and we look at all the aspects and it comes down to diet which often it does yeah. diet and exercise and we do a food kind of log on what's going on the the compromised deficited foods are what's sitting in the person's body versus the things that are generating so it's the degeneration of the neuroplasticity when you eat good carb good protein good fat versus sugar 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 with the other things all you're doing is your brain is constantly trying to neurologically refire and rewire right. and it's always it's, it's it's like a chaotic if you can think of you know the you think of uh, I'm Christmas mode Christmas story behind the Christmas tree where he's got all the wires yeah. all locked in and the the lamp that's what it looks like in right. your brain because it's so confused and it's so misshapen instead of it having like a nice clean wiring bridge from good healthy clean eating or even good healthy eating close to it with occasional chocolate cake yep. or Oreos or you know, something like that. I have a very happy thing that has happened over time that I love all those things. But as, you know what happens. As soon as I eat them, I suffer. So I get the benefit yeah. of, of going into my head before I eat it going, I'm going to suffer. And the pain that is created from the suffering is not much fun. So it's a very aversion therapy for me. You yeah, know, but it becomes um, the stuff that you loved. I, I I don't know how people are going to take this either, but if you're used to living with X amount of sugar, yeah, and you cut back the sugar, you know, because you're just doing well for two, three weeks, right? The sugar isn't as satisfying as it was no. in the past. It, it just kind of because the brain gets addicted to the sugar. So yeah. when you take the sugar away, the brain goes back to its normal baseline because the brain isn't supposed to be functioning on sugar like that. Yeah, so the you can see the chocolate be, cake. We're not processors. We are not processors of processed sugars. 
right. really by nature. But you can see the chocolate cake and a bite is fine. Yeah, I'll have a bite of that. Yeah. Because you're interested and you have a bite and it, that kind of satisfies you. And, you, you know, you don't want the sugar. Right. It, it's just, and a, and it's a bite weird. of the chocolate. That's why, you know, when people go out for dinner or they have a, they share a dessert, I think that's a way better way to have the 1,000-calorie dessert than your own. Yeah. You know, ordering, a, you know, a family dessert. You know, because those... The just everything out there right now, for the most part, I'm trying to think of most restaurants I've been in. Everything is huge calories, yep. and it's super hard. And here you are having that at the end of your day at eight and eight, seven, eight, nine o'clock at night for some people, you know. And then you're sitting on it, and what does that do? Sugar converts to fat. fat yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so you imagine your brain has all this sugar rush. You know, this is oversimplifying this, but it, you know, you push this sugar rush to your brain. And then you go and sit down and watch TV and the news and you kind of settle in for the night. Now it's just sitting. Because if you haven't exercised that day or even the day before, your calorie count burn to <laughs> to sitting ratio is, it's like yeah. you're dead in the water. It's like, bleh. And so you gain, you know, people, and people will gain weight, obviously, overnight. And they'll get on the scale the next day and say, oh, my God, I gained three pounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we know that yeah. you didn't really gain three pounds, but you've now held in, and this is what I was going to say before, is the amount of sodium mm-hmm. that is placed into foods in outdoor yeah. dining and outside dining is huge for yeah. flavor. So a lot of places just add salt. So I recommend, and I'm sure this is a nuisance to a lot of restaurants, but most of the restaurants I go to are fine and happy to do it because they know me. I'll say, can you not add salt? Yeah. Um, because what does salt do? Salt retains water as right. we know but yep. also it increases your want and desire for more food just like sugar does so sugar they both are expanders of want and desire in the brain in the in the limbic system your emotional center is where it goes and says i want more yeah. i want more that's why when you go to have chinese food I love chinese food right you go to have chinese food and they add an msg and then you have like you know people are like oh i'm going to have the um you know, what is it? The chicken fingers with the, you know, the red sauce on it. It's, it's all high fructose corn syrup in a batter, in a battered um, yeah. chicken or shrimp dish with rice. I mean, it's just sugar. And then people always say an hour later, I'm so hungry. I'm going to have more. I'm going to go back and get the leftovers. Right. Because what's happened is it's gone to the brain. Your brain's done that all over the place wiring thing and gone, ah. And then, <laughs> and then, and then it, the, the body starts to drop down. And then it's like craving again because it's not actually, it's, defi- it's the deficit side versus the non-deficit side. And people don't realize that that all impacts physical like your pain issues if you have a back pain and you're a chronic back pain sufferer or you have a slip disc or if you have a bad knee or if you all these things work together they're not compartmentalized that oh well my knee issue has nothing to do with what i eat actually it does yep because sugar and salt and how your brain wires and how it manages pain is very dependent on all those pieces whether you exercise or not if you have bad knees you know and some people don't like hearing this, especially when they're like, you know, self-confirmed bias. They go to the doctor and the doctor's like, I'm going to give you knee replacements. And they're not pushing the fact that before we give you the knee replacements, we want you to lose 30 pounds because it's the pressure on you standing on them that's causing this problem. Right. It's kind of like, you know, um, Dr. No, I think it's not now or no. He's the one that does the bariatric surgeries um, in uh, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, he He will not do the surgery until you show him that you yeah. are really going to work at it. So, you know, if you're over 600 pounds, he makes you have to lose, I, I want to say it's 50 to 100 pounds before he's willing to do the surgery, you know, because on a 600-pound person, 100 pounds, right. you know, drops off like yeah. no problem if you just make a few changes. Right. But it's amazing how many people will come back in a month after he gives them a full food plan and they'll be 10 or 20 pounds heavier. Yeah. Uh, and, and Well, if you're at 600 <laughs> pounds, that's indicative of a lifestyle and a mindset. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But it's that piece of like, you know, accountability and creating an awareness piece that if you want this to happen for yourself, here's what you do and I will then help you. So when people say I have a, a, a pain, oftentimes it's very related to the lifestyle the person's in. I mean, it could be an injury, but 
things that you're doing in your current daily environment, food, exercise, or lack of those, um, even just good mental health on a daily basis yep. to, to have things in perspective. If you're, if you're a negative Nelly and you're everything's glass half empty kind of person most of the time, and then you have all those other pieces, th which is many people, then this is a perpetuating problem of lots anxiety, for yep. instance. That's just a leader to anxiety in a person feeling not good all the time. And then going to a doctor and having them, you know, we'll, we'll fix your knee here and then we'll give you an anxiety piece of medication there and then we'll have you see a psychologist yeah. or a psychiatrist for that, maybe, yeah. maybe. Um, then we'll have you do PT over here. Like, instead of looking at one whole system and saying, let's take a whole system view and really look at this first before we start cutting into your back, your knee, giving you pain meds, leading to addiction. Right. Like, look at the lifestyle. But I understand lots of people don't have a lot of time to spend with their patients. That's the benefit of being in my position is I get to spend lots of time with each of my clients. So right. I get to really know their history and know what's really going on in their whole system, um, which is plus, why I do integrative Plus medical. your job is dealing with the cause. Right. Most of these, I mean... <laughs> Injuries happen, of course, but most of this stuff has come from lifestyle and mental approach. Right. And exactly. most of this has. And not necessarily a mental health issue, but right. you're X amount of pounds because of lifestyle and mental approach. You, your knees are worn out because of lifestyle and mental approach. Right. Yeah. Right. right. And it's not always, you know, it's not always, quote unquote, your fault. Right. But being aware of them and addressing that there are problems with it, you know, can often help the situation. Right. Right. Yeah. Or, 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 you know, people are, you know, most of the time people are super aware of the issue, but they're so afraid that they continue sitting in it yep. because the fear of moving on it and the fear of the unknown, right, is so scary yeah. that it's easier to stay in what they know, which is so counter, right? You stay, the pain, the pain is great, but you'll stay with the devil that you know versus the devil that you don't. And that's the mindset is like, yeah. well, I don't know. What if I fail? What if I don't? So I'm not going to start it. Well, plus the, plus the mental process for most people is they'll look at If you have to make a lifestyle change, lifestyle change, overwhelming to most people. Right. Right. And they think of the big picture and I've got to do this. And they're right. thinking of the end goal. And it's not, don't think about the end goal. You'll get overwhelmed. Just right. think about doing this today. Right. You know, get out and walk. Exactly. Go, to the, go to the mailbox. Right. That's all you get to do today. Right. And, and and what you just said is people go to the end goal of like, well, how's me going to the mailbox going to get me to lose 25 pounds? Well, you're going to lose 25 pounds a lot faster if you actually make it to the mailbox today. Because yeah. in a week when you're still sitting and you haven't gone to the mailbox, we're still 25 pounds yeah. heavier. How does that first step get you to the mailbox? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. the same thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, you get into the whole fake it till you make it. You have to put it, you, even if you don't feel like you want to do it, you have to just go and do it. That's why it's so good to have buddies or friends that will do it with you, or yeah. you can get someone to kind of have an accountability. Like a lot of clients of mine use me for accountability. They'll send me a text and say, I did my blah, blah, blah today, or I didn't. What do you think I should do? Uh, you know, because they check in. Yeah, the dirty little secret to this is, and it, it, like I said, weight loss was a huge thing for me because it helped me mentally in another right. a number of other ways because the same disciplines are involved. And mm -hmm. yeah, discipline probably was a poor choice of words because that's intimidating to people. Right. But the same thought process is involved. You get you reverse it. You get to the point. Look, I can't walk 15 minutes a day. You start walking 15 minutes a day. You get to the point where you cannot walk. You can't not walk, not walk 15 right. minutes a day. Right. You just want to get out and do it. Right. Because a the body adapts to it. B you start seeing the benefits of it. You start seeing you can do it. You go. I'm going to go a little further. I'm not going back on my regular route. I'm going to walk a couple extra blocks. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's it. But it's it, but <clears throat> you and I both know that you have to do those. It, the hardest steps are the first ones because once it does happen, it's very rare that people will say, oh, I don't want to do this. Most people will do exactly what you yeah. just said. It's like, oh, I'm not going to just walk 10 minutes. I'm going to walk further. Or, oh, that felt really good. I'm going to do it again tomorrow kind of thing. Plus, it's, people love accomplishment. They get, an, yeah. they, get, they get an endorphin rush from it. It's the whole checklist thing. Do checklists. Just checking off small things right. makes you happier. Right. Well, and, and it's the so it's remember the mishmash of the wiring when you're sitting and not doing anything the wiring's all messed up right. in the brain when you do that 10 minutes the wiring goes into you know into this nice beautiful package mode for a moment or two yeah. right and the more you do it the more it will stay in that framework uh, when you don't it, it's the wiring is all over the place and you know yep. you put one more plug in and <laughs> earlier you talked about um 
diet and exercise. Yeah. And I want to separate them a little bit because I think what it comes down to is your problems are mostly rooted in diet and thought process. Yeah. And, and the and the fixes are and it seems so simple. The fixes are exercise and sleep. Right? We we yeah, tend to so underestimate you, both of those. So if you so if you take away all of that, right? And we yeah. really boil it down to it's thought process in general yeah. for most things, period. It's the way you think about things mm-hmm. is what the outcome will look like in your life. So right. is so if you're if you're on the deficited side of life in terms of health, mm-hmm. let's put that as the yeah. you know, he- overall health, then it's the thought process. If you're on the non-deficited side and your health is really good, it's because your thought process has led you down the road to get you there. Yeah. So it really comes down to how are you thinking and framing things to get you to do the choices that need to happen to make the choices to get you to the right spot. You know, um, right. so I mean, so I, I'm using your words to strip that all away. It's, yeah. it's really, it, you know, the tools to get you to better health after the thought process of having a healthy versus a toxic thought process, uh, you know, our diet or lifestyle change, yeah. exercise, um, sleep, whatever. We underestimate you know, sleep. Sleep. Yes. Sleep's important. Right, right. Sleep, con- social connections. Mm-hmm. So, you know, good health, not just mental health, good health comes from sleep lifestyle, eating correctly for you, exercise, social connection, um, good relationships, uh, alone time. Like yeah. there's all those pieces that go to it. And but we're it not talking about your thought be- process. Yeah. If you feel like you're worthy enough, if you feel like you're, um, you're deserving enough to have those things in, and, and that you're do- not doing things out of being bored, lonely, tired, angry, Right. Which most people, the people that that I'm that I work with that are in the deficit mode of these things, typically are doing all the unhealthy behaviors that come from the thinking that's unhealthy right. as well, because they are in that toxic mode of, I'm angry, agitated, frustrated, lonely, tired, bored, abandoned, disconnected, or all of the above. Right. And so then the choices that they make are feeding literally and metaphor right feeding that perpetual self-soothing cycle of whatever whether it's drinking drugs eating in this case you know most people i mean that's why we have obesity in america really it comes down to a very oversimplified thought process of people just self-soothe and the culture is that you you know we more is more and more and more so let's just have more, you know, right. like, how can you resist going to Popeye's when they advertise a three ninety nine chicken sandwich with pickles and onions and brioche <laughs> bun and, you know, and well, there's 700 calories. Oh, and add in the fries and add in yep. the, and a real Coke that's 250 calories uh, for yep. this size. Right now we're at 1200 calories for lunch. Yeah. Right. So it's it's the mindset of the thought process of what's this going to do for me today and 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 it starts way before that it starts with you know growing up and how did your mindset get trained are you a person who thinks about the moment versus you know the future the past are you thinking big picture are you thinking i just want to make it today good i want to live with the intention of my why today yeah my why today is like live the best day today that i can happy what is the goal today just be you know make other people smile do something good for someone but have a good day today which would yeah. make you more likely to exercise or get good sleep you know people who aren't getting good sleep why well, in my case, I have five cats that share a bed with me. <laughs> that might be your problem. There's that. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. Yeah. Um, and that's my reason. But um, but good sleep often is impaired because there's anxiety. Rumination, and people right? take it yep. to bed with them. And then you have sleep anxiety disorders where you end up with, you know, insomnia or hypersomnia or you have sleep-wake cycle disturbances um, or people use such a misnomer. People say, I'm going to have a couple glasses of wine before I go to bed. It helps me sleep. No, it doesn't. No. Yeah. It does initially, right? But it really doesn't because what it does is it messes up your sleep cycle because it will end up. I always, I always laugh because people, people say, "Oh, you're like a psychic." I'm like, I'm not a psychic, but I just know that yeah. when you go, when you go to sleep after a couple glasses of something, 
and I know you did you did you wake up in the middle of the night? It's like, yeah, how'd you know that? I'm like, because everybody wakes up in the middle of the night after they've even in their yep. even in a drunken stupor, <laughs> yep. the the alcohol starts to wear off and it pops you out of the sleep because you're not in your sleep cycle on your own volition. You've gone to sleep because it's brought you into that, and then as it's leaving right. your body, all of a sudden you're awake. Yep. Screen so. screens are important. Yeah. Uh, first first of all, screens. Um, just the, the physicality of it, the whole blue light and that whole deal, but what the screens bring you, TV, social media. Right. You know, half an hour before bed, it's not helping you. Right. It's just not helping you. And that's probably one of the hardest um, addictions that I, and I'm notorious for having screen on before I go to bed just because I don't get to see it all day because yep. I'm working. So I grab all my screen time at bedtime news. Yep quick christmas show these days because it's making me happy you know yeah. the lights stuff like that um but it's mindless it's always in the background as you know if i'm home as you know on the weekends yeah. like all my tvs are on and i'm room to room to room that it, but it's just in the background it's but wallpaper. at nighttime yeah. it's a hard thing to break for people yeah. because um so she's gonna kill me but i have a friend <laughs> she, i won't name who it is but she sleeps with the tv on and it's on all night sleeps with the tv on uh-huh okay uh-huh. And so it's on all night. And so I know she's not listening, so she's not going to be mad at me, but her husband may be listening, so you can <laughs> not tell her that I said this. But So I give her a hard time about it. Well, one particular reason because of the show that she tends to have on that drives me crazy. But And I won't name that either because it will out her. But then she has it on all night, and I know why she does it, but not going towards why she does it, but people do it for background noise it's like the white noise it's yeah. you know some people have a hard time sleeping in quiet yeah i'm a, um, I'm a white noise type of guy because i grew up in vermont so I'm like, yeah. oh, this is wonderful yeah. um but it's it's really people get so habituated into it becoming uh it's a partner screens are a partner to you it's a, it's your it's your relationship yeah so you become so related to that and then without it it's you're lonely and loneliness brings the anxiety and the anxiety then leads to poor sleep going to the kitchen eating in the middle of the night. like yeah it's a it's a bad vicious cycle and because what does what does quiet do quiet puts you inside your head yes. which is not as always a great place to be right yeah right and so people who've suffered with you know like trauma or in particular you know assaults sexual assaults people who've been you know emotionally abused as children um people who have really stressful jobs, I find very much that downtime, quiet time, and TV yep. off is not their friend. So th that's fine to have something on. So I try to have people do a timer on their TV to have it turn off because the smart TVs now do that. Or yep. um, having, you know, Echoes and Alexas now, they, they can turn on and off, you know, just play good music. The Calm app that I always talk yep. about here is great. It's like a 45-minute, you can do a 45-minute, app yeah. listen out loud and it will shut off on its own i mean there's other things to get by to retrain the brain it's all about rewiring the neural neurological system in the brain so that the uh, the mood regulators the serotonin the dopamine the gaba all those things work for you so that you have a good sleep cycle and your i love this word the suprachiasmatic nucleus can wow. regulate correctly i've wow. said it a, a few months back probably super back charismatic it's not supercalifragilistic. No, no. Expialidocious. No, it's <laughs> suprachiasmatic nucleus. So that's part of the regulation system of the sleep cycle and your sex cycle and all those things. And and when you have neurological health, and you have all those pieces working together with good sleep, like listening to an app, listening to music, putting on white noise, or you know, yeah. sharper image has the little the little thing that has like frogs or yeah. you know, it's the background noise. I'm a surf Which guy. is the same thing as the yeah. screen time providing yeah. you the show. Yeah. That you're not really listening to, but now you're dreaming about now you're dreaming about it. Yeah. CSI in the background. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're in the middle of a murder scene and people wake up and like, ah, the worst dream. Like, was the TV on? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I run into people with social media and they're into uh, social media is conflict nowadays. Yeah. And you just get ramped up on this conflict or you're reading correspondence from work or you're reading correspondence from, you know, family members and into those fights and it's like it's just not a good thing half an hour before bedtime. Well, so that's that's the other thing. I mean, I don't have this t typically with kids, but with adults, you know. And we were just talking before we went on air that Facebook yeah. this morning, <laughs> but not engaging in that in the evening time right before you go to bed. You know, someone 
you know, there was lots of controversy yesterday about people's opinions about this or that or the other thing of, you know, the vaccine and Just propaganda, da 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 right? And it's I a lot saw of controversy this, every day. It, right, but, yeah. the, you know, because it was something new yesterday, it was yeah. a big thing, and, like, I was reading the feed last night, and I had that moment a couple times of, like, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Yeah. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. But I have to, you know, my mindset is the cup half full, so I'm always, and I always engage in, like, well, that's one way to see it, but here's another way. And then, of course, you get, well, that's not true, and you just go do that. It's like, yeah. that's, I wasn't looking for a fight. I was just trying to triangulate the information, but people don't want to do that. Right. People want to fight. Yeah. Fight, fight, fight. Yeah. <laughs> and they're probably the people that are struggling with sleep, and they're drinking, and they're overeating, and they're miserable. And that's fine during the day. I'll right. play during the day, but, you know, there's a certain point in the night where I'm just kind of done. Let's put an episode of Baywatch on and call it a Baywatch. day. Baywatch. <laughs> <laughs> Really? We're, I'm sure that, what, what is it? Cartoon Network, not Cartoon Network. What, what has Baywatch on it now? Pluto has Baywatch on it now. Oh. <laughs> Are we talking the old Oh, David yeah, the old, the old wow. classic Baywatch. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I no, it's kind have of, not seen Baywatch in forever. It's kind of mindless, but um, you it. were talking about TV. My role with TV, is, it's funny. I put on stuff. It's, it's on... But it's wallpaper. It's right, like, that's you, how it is for me. I'm putting on series that I've watched a hundred. I've seen this episode a hundred times. It's right. just, it's just people I know talking. Right. You know. Well, and that's what it is for me too. It's like I'm not invested in it. I'm not getting yeah. all caught up. Like, I know it's been the Christmas theme, but for me this day, probably for the rest of the month. But, like, I'm wrapping presents and I have Polar Express on on loop, yeah. or Christmas story. It just loops. I'm not really paying attention. Seinfeld. But it's. Yeah. <laughs> Or Seinfeld. I don't have that on. I know it line by line, but, you know, that's, right. that's kind of comfort. That's right. kind of, yeah. Well, and that's the thing yeah. is it's comforting. It's something you know. It's something you're familiar with. It's just to have on the noise. Um, but it, here, go back to the awareness and consciousness piece. Are you doing it because you're avoiding thinking? Because I'm not, and I imagine you're not. Or is it just to have something present? I, you know, because I can sit in the house with nothing on. That sounded weird. <laughs> well, I can sit in the house with no devices on right. speaker and and have there not be a problem because I'm okay sitting with myself. Most people don't have that. Most people are having, they have a hard time sitting with their, uh, fill in the word. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm I got, that was the in, initially for me, but I've gotten much better. I can control mm -hmm. my own. I, I don't get into those situations too often anymore where I'm ruminating too much. I right. can, and it's funny because we talked about it today. Walk was my biggest, a walk was my biggest tool. Right. In that regard. And right. it's like, I didn't walk close to home. I got in a car. I drove a few minutes to another town, downtown right. and walked. Right. And it got to the point where it was once, sometimes twice a day. And it was a way of controlling that thought process of just right. getting out of it, you know, right. just being there. Because walking is a distractor. And yeah. one of the best ways to manage anxiety is to distract yourself. And one of the best distractors is exercise. Yep. I, I would say it's the number one. You're going to hear, uh, you do, even if you go to your primary care physician, most of them that are up yeah. on things are going to say your number one thing to do is exercise. Walk. Just walk. Yep. Go outside the house and take a quick walk, and it will break the cycle of the thing you're in in your head. Yeah. Always. And, you know, you know it, we're talking about cold, so it's less appealing, but actually cold's a little better for you. Cold is very good to snap yeah. you out of your head because yep. it's like, you know, and that's also why, you know why? Because here we are talking today about the neurological system and health and regulating it is that when you get that cold feeling, it actually is like a, loosely putting it here, that it's like a reset to the body. It makes the limbic system that's also in charge of your emotional regulation, that's also in charge of your hormonal system and your regulatory system for heat and temperature and mood. Yeah. All of them are together, all working at the same time. Cold snaps it. Cold demands your body's attention. Right. So it's exactly. giving less attention so you to can't your anxiety. Think all of a sudden, right. right. It's yeah. like, you know, think of yourself walking into the ocean in 40 degrees and thinking what that feels like. You're not thinking about, you know, your boss yelling at yeah, you or right. whatever. You're going, oh my God, it's so cold because your body's like, Shh, and it gets like into yep. the mode of protecting and then. Okay, and then you're not even thinking about it anymore. It's Plus, refreshing. We, didn't, we didn't get into it at all, but from a weight loss standpoint, metabolism yes. tricking cold ups your metabolism right so managing your metabolism during the course of the day is a huge part you go and you go in different levels you start doing calorie deficit 
uh, you do trade off, you do awareness, you do trade offs, you do calorie deficit, and then right. you start, okay, at a certain point, say, well, what else can I do? Let's right. soup you up your metabolism, metabolism, and you start learning how to rig your metabolism. Right. Yeah. Now, interesting, and, and I, we're going to have to go here in a second, but um, I actually had a client tell me yesterday, and I haven't checked it out yet, but I'm very fascinated by it, that for their birthday, they were given a thing called Lumen, and apparently it's, it's, <laughs> He was explaining it to me. It's an app that you have on your phone, but it's a device that connects to the app that in the morning when you wake up and throughout the day, you blow into it and it does your metabolism and then it will predict. From your breath? From your breath. I'm, I'm not sure what the tech, I have to yep. read up on it. This yep. is just his description. But you blow into it and it will tell you like, and then you can input some food things. Or you can say, I ate this because it will say, oh, you're too high in your carb count. You're too high. Or it will say you need to have X amount of fat cut back on carb or it will tell you what to do so i'm very interested in this wow. so please don't yeah. anyone run out and buy this yet yeah. or you can if you want to but I, we, you just said metabolism it's it's all based apparently in metabolizing um and helping you metabolize better by telling you by bringing to your awareness what your body needs doesn't need and what you're overdoing on right that's my sense of what he said it he's only had it for five days he said it's very fascinating he goes he says the problem is is it was his birthday so he was he's like i was eating cake and i yeah. was eating all this stuff and, and the thing was and swearing it, at and him and right he said i kept blowing into it and it's like you need to not eat that <laughs> he said he said so it's definitely telling me what i'm not supposed to be doing no that would be a great tool I mean, yeah if, if it, yeah that. so i'm going to do a little research this week on it i just found out about it yesterday but when you said metabolizing it that's this machine apparently and this app is for that so yeah. anyway we're coming to the close of the show this yes. was fabulous today talking about this and rewiring your brain mm -hmm. we will keep focusing on rewiring it as we go into the new year and people are struggling which they don't need to be struggling no make different choice do something different today everyone get out there and do five push-ups today and post it up to me that you did five yeah five once just do five oh. once yeah yeah. Yeah. You get, exactly. You know, even do one. I don't care. Just do one. Yep. Do something different today that you haven't done to shift the lifestyle that you've had. Right. Yep. Or walk up and down the stairs or something. So anyway. All right. Take control. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So before we go, happy Hanukkah to people that have celebrated. Han I think it starts Thursday, Thursday night sundown and yeah. then goes for, you know, the eight days. So. Yep. so happy Hanukkah for all those who are celebrating. And have a great week and catch my podcast and all your favorite podcast channels. I'm off. All right. <laughs>